I want to look at this new era for a moment. What's got me so excited is, to be honest, I don't want a new season. If we're in Auckland, we get four seasons in one day. At the moment, apparently, it's summer. Soon it'll be autumn, probably tomorrow, and then it'll be winter, and then maybe eventually spring will come along. But, you know, seasons, they come and they go. But not only do I not want a new season, I almost, a new year, what's a new year? I'm old now. I've been through many you know, and, and the only difference between years is that all of a sudden you've got to remember to write 2016 down. You know, the sun still came up the next day, it was whatever day, and then it's Friday, it was Thursday, then it was Friday, it still keeps on going. So to be honest, I don't want a new year. You know what I want? I want a new era. I want a new era. I want stuff to be different. I want things to really change in my life. I want things to be different here and in me, and I want them to never to go back. But I get this sense for some of you, you've been hearing this new era, you're like, yeah, yeah, new era. But what's a new era? So I want to dive into it a little bit deeper this morning and talk about a new era and show how it really is permanent, lasting change. So let me give you an example or a couple of examples from my own life. But, you know, like an era, I can remember, showing my age, I can remember before the internet. When the internet came, there was an era change. The internet has changed life, hasn't it? You know, that's an era shift. Well, let me give you a personal example. Here's a photo. An era was changed when Jody and I got married. You can see Jody hasn't changed a bit. I've aged about 50 years. <laughs> For most people, marriage was not quite as a significant change as it was for Jody and I. See, the day we got married, not only did we become husband and wife, but that day we moved out of our parents' homes. Yes, it was a massive shock, one that was still only just getting over 12 years on. But it was a real change of an era. No longer single, no longer living at home. And you know what? I never want to go back. I never want to be single, but I never want to be living at home either. And I'm sure my parents don't want me to move back as well. But that was the end of an era for myself and the start of a real exciting new era. And that is what it's all about, a radical change. A new era is not an adjustment. It's a change in the way things are done. Another example of an era that changed in my life and Jody's life was about four and a half years ago. Jody and I experienced and became parents. Zach was born. I remember that day. You know, that day walking out of the hospital going, I hope I can do this. I hope I can keep this little boy alive. You know, but once that era starts, the old era changes. It's gone. I remember driving to the hospital. It was about 5.30 in the morning. We're driving along Lincoln Road, and all of a sudden I, I start to cry. And I'm not crying out of fear or worry. Yeah, I was a little bit excited. But what I realized is this was it. This was it. No longer was it just going to be the two of us. You know, there was no turning back. It was a season. It was an era change. All of a sudden, there will be a lot less sleep. That hasn't changed. <laughs> an era of trying to see little mini-me's grow up, of trying to inspire them to be all that God's called them to be. An era of endless nappy changes, of no longer just the two of us, but three, then four, 
and hopefully, God willing, no more. (laughs) See, getting married and becoming parents, they were massive changes. You know, I don't think anyone's ever ready to really become a parent. I don't think we're really ready. But once that era comes, once it changes, you're never not a parent anymore. You know, and, and I believe that that is what God wants to do here in Church Unlimited, but in your life. He wants us to see a change, a change that we're never going to be the same again. And that's why I'm so excited, because I never want to be the same. I want to, and I'm in the process, I don't think it happens overnight, but I'm in the process of really stepping into this new era. And I want to say, I don't want this new year. I want a new era where I'm never the same again where I can look back and in this process of the end of 2015 and now, that I change and I'm never the same. Spiritually speaking, I'm different. And I want that to be the same for you. I really do. You know, I'm so excited that things are happening. You know, all of a sudden we've stepped into something where we're seeing campuses planted, communities change, the spirit is moving, new people are coming into our campuses all over the place. You know, this stuff has been prophesied for years, and now you and I, we get to see it and experience it. You know, this isn't a hype, church. I really want to say that. This isn't a hype. Kaitaia, Whangarei, Auckland City, here and west, and many more to come. That's reality. That's what God's doing. That's a new era. And you know what's exciting? We just have to hold on and say, God, where are we off to next? You know, we're in this for the ride. We're in this because it's exciting. This is what it's all about. Saying, God, you're in control and let's go for it. But it starts really embracing the new era. Why don't we just stop and give God a praise offering? Because, man, he is doing something awesome, isn't he? Come on. God, you are so good. You know, church, this isn't talk. This isn't talk. This is actual reality. So as we get into this message... One thing that's really become apparent in this new year is we are no longer spectators. Church Unlimited is no longer a spectator sport. We're participators. We're in this together. We are one family. So I'm about to pray and say, God, speak. So I want us all to stand right across this room. Come on. All of us, we're all in this together. Okay, now we're gonna, I want to ask you to close your eyes and we're going to pray. And if you're comfortable, why don't you put out your hands like you're going to receive something because we're going to receive from God this morning. Right across this room, Father, right now, we come, Lord, on the first Sunday of 2016. Lord, we come to receive from you. Lord, we come to have something downloaded from heaven into our spirits. God, I ask right now, speak individually. Lord, and I speak corporately. Father, we release your power right now. Lord, if we, there needs to be a breakthrough, a healing or a miracle, we release it, Lord, through your word. Father, we ask right now, Lord, come in your power. Come in your anointing. God, we don't want a, just a meeting. We want to hear from you. God, so open our ears. Lord, let a spirit man come alive today right now as we receive from you. Father, speak so clearly, I ask, in Jesus' name. And we all say, Amen. Amen. Well, take a seat. Let's get into it. You know, something that God has been speaking to me about as I've been embracing this new era is what I want to look at today. And so the title is, What Are You Saying? I love this picture that Brendan found for me because there's a man looking into a mirror, probably talking to himself. And that's what it's all about today. 
They say that one of the first signs of madness is talking to yourself. Well, let me be honest with you this morning. For many of you, it won't come as a surprise, but I am a little bit mad. I have realized that I talk to myself a lot. Most of the time, it's not out loud, but sometimes it actually is. Like about a month ago, I was in the bathroom at work washing my hands. I looked into the mirror, looked at myself and said, right, what am I going to do next? Not quietly, out loud, quite loud. And then in that moment, I turned around and saw that the cubicle door behind me was closed and somebody was in there. So I quickly just walked out of the toilet, quite embarrassed, and thought, what the heck did you just do? But the truth of us is we talk to ourselves. We're always saying something. You know, we I don't want to ask for a show of hands, but I know people here have done something like that. But we're actually always saying, and inside ourselves, we're saying things. We're thinking. Nowadays, talking to yourself or self-talk is not just a sign of madness. It's a thing that's studied. Books are written about it and even discussed in the scientific community. All of a sudden, what we say to ourselves and believe has gone from a bit of a joke to something that is seen as important. Something that can affect the outcome of sporting teams and is a key factor in determining if you're going to be successful or not. There's a quote which goes something like this. Watch your thoughts, they become words. Watch your words, they become actions. Watch your actions, they become habits. Watch your habits, they become your character. Watch your character, it becomes your destiny. And that is what I want to talk about today. That's what scientists and researchers are now saying. And yet, you know what? The Bible, it's been saying this for centuries, that the, the words that we say, the things we believe, that our thought life is so powerful. Proverbs 23 verse 7 says, For as he thinks in his heart, so is he. You know, it's basically saying how you see yourself, what you say about yourself, what you are thinking about all the time, that's what's going to become in reality. Now, today, it doesn't matter how young or how old you are, that's the power of your words. Proverbs 18.21, death and life are in the power of the tongue, and those who love it will eat its fruit. Now, it's important to note the Bible, it's not saying the tongue, as in your physical tongue. It's saying the words that are spoken, the words that are received and taken into our heart. You know, if you have a Bible this morning, whether a, a real one or a digital one, I want you to turn to Psalm 19 verse 14. We're going to get there in a little while, but I want everyone to see this verse because this is what it's about. You know, I want to ask, have you ever heard this statement, you are what you think? Or if you think you can't, then you can't. That's quite powerful, isn't it? If you think you can't, then you can't. These statements and many like them reflect the observation that our thoughts are powerful. The things we think about can impact our lives in a significant and sometimes life-altering way. You know, in a new era, there are new ways of doing things and new things to be done, but there is new thinking. And yet if we keep thinking the same way, we're going to get old era results. Let me say that again because I think we need to grab that this morning. If we keep thinking the same way, we're going to get old era results. But God doesn't want that for you. He wants us to step into something new. You know, as a staff, we've been talking about a new era a lot. 
And often when we're talking about this, the thought that comes into my mind is that thought of the Tower of Babel and in Genesis 11, how God has to come down and he has to confuse their language. And why does he do that? Well, because in Genesis 11 verse 7, God says, I had to come down and confuse their language because there was nothing they, they could not accomplish together. And why was that? It was quite simple. Because they had one language. They had one speech. They had one goal. They were common together. But see, for you to have one language and one speech, there's something that's got to change. You've got to be thinking the same. You've got to be believing the same. You've got to be talking and saying, we're going in this direction together. And see, I feel that's what God is saying to us corporately today, right across this room and right across Church Unlimited, that if we can get the same thinking, then God can start really moving. Because when we get the same thinking, the same belief pattern, and we start using the same language, then with God, there's nothing that will be impossible. Because we're all all heading in the same direction. But it starts up here, church. It starts with what we are thinking about. There is real power in our thought life. You know, one thing that I've noticed as we start to embrace this new era is the language and thoughts that we share in the church is changing. All of a sudden, it's not, will we plant another church? It's how many churches will we plant this year in 2016? All of a sudden, there is an expectation. There is an expectation of growth, of acceleration, of expansion. Pastor Tark's approaches to things is quite different. He's expecting to see miracles. He's expecting to see breakthroughs. He's expecting to see his doors open. And all of a sudden, where there's an opportunity, it's like, right, let's run with this. Let's go for it because God has said it, and it's a new era, and we're moving forward. But see, that's corporately. What about individually? Because you've got to see, this is not just about the church, because we are the church, but it's about you individually. I know, and I, I love talking to different people and the people's businesses or work situations or families. They're accelerating. They're expanding. They're growing. Why? Because personally, we're in a new era too, but we have to embrace it. My challenge, our challenge, is to make sure that we are saying, thinking, and expecting the things that God's saying. My question is, does it match up? Does it match or is it in alignment with what God wants us to do? Because the things we think, the things we say, the things we're expecting, that is what will become in reality. If we're going to really embrace the new era personally, our thought life, my thought life, my self-talk, and the words I say to the people around me need to match up. They need to change. Instead of, I can't do that. Well, man, that's impossible. Well, are you sure that God wants us to do that? It's like, come on, we can do this together. Let's go for it. What are we waiting for? God has said it. Let's run with it. See, that is what God is saying, that we need to enlarge our thinking, change our perspective, that God has so much more for you. I want you to hear that this morning. God has so much more for you, but it starts with a change of perspective. It starts with a change in understanding. Now, the other day I saw this in Zach. Him and Emma were fighting again, like usual, and they're fighting over a toy. So I took the toy and put it high up in his wardrobe, and it was on the top shelf. Now, Jody took Emma out, so Zach wanted it back, and I thought that was okay. But he, he called out to me, and he said, Dad, can you get it? I can't reach. 
And I thought to myself, he needs a change in thinking. Now, I probably shouldn't have taught him this, but I did. Because I knew that if he gets the stool that was next to the cupboard and puts it there, and then he stands on the stool, and then he grabs the coat hanger out of the wardrobe and, and grabs the toy, that he's going to be able to get it. So it took a little bit of convincing, just a little bit, but he stands up there, reaches the coat hanger, and he flicks the toy off. And he's like, yeah, I did it. But see, what happened is all of a sudden what he thought was impossible now became possible. Now, it's probably not a good thing, but he's got to change in perspective. He's now realized, actually, I can reach things. I can do things. It's not just my height that limits me. And that's, church, what God wants to do. He needs to change the perspective, our thinking. See, Zach was too short, but he was still able to do it. And yes, naturally speaking, you may not be able to do it, but with God, you are able. We are able. As a church, we're able. You know, it's not us, it's God. And if we start thinking that I can do it, no, no, no. With God. With God. So this is the key thought that I want us to get. A new era starts with new thinking. But that new thinking will lead to new language. And ultimately, that will lead to a new destiny. One that God is wanting us to individually and corporately walk in. But it starts with our thought life, with the words that we say and believe about ourselves. If we can start saying the right things and start believing what God has been prophesying, we will start living in what God has has said about us. Not just here in the church, but start living what is written in the Word. You know, some of us, we hear the Word, we know it, but we don't believe it about ourselves. Let me give you a couple of examples. Romans 8 verse 31 If God is for us, then who can be against us? That is true, but do you believe it? Not do you know it, but do you believe it? What about Isaiah 54, where it says, No weapon formed against me shall prosper. When stuff is happening, are you saying that? Or are you looking and going, Oh man, what's going on here? What about when plans and things start going wrong? Jeremiah 29, 11, For I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you. And not to harm you. Plans to give you a hope and a future. It doesn't matter what reality tells you. What does the Bible tell you? And what are you saying to yourself? Because what you're saying to yourself will become reality. So you've got to be saying the right things. My favorite, favorite, favorite verse at the moment. Isaiah 40 verse 31. For those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. Honestly, some days I'm like, man, there's so much to do. How can I do that? Or am I thinking the wrong thing? Or am I thinking, God, if I wait on you, I can do it. I can run. But what am I saying to myself? What I really sense, church, is God wants us to see so much more of his kingdom happening in our lives. Our friends and our family to get saved. Breakthroughs to come. Miracles and healings to happen. Yet we keep saying to ourselves, it's impossible. That that situation or that person will never change. We keep thinking it can't happen. So you know what we're doing? We're limiting our unlimited God. You know, this isn't scriptural, but this is my personal thought. You know, I feel that God's looking down from heaven and he's like, Sam, why are you thinking that way? Stop it. You know, he's out. I'm sure he's doing that going, Sam, your thinking is limiting me. 
You know, your thinking, your wrong thoughts, your wrong perceptions is stopping me from moving in your life, stopping me from bringing change. And I don't want to be that. I don't want to be like that. I want to step into a new era with new thinking, with a, a new destiny, with a new reality. I hope that's what you're believing and expecting for. But it's not going to happen overnight. It's something that's got to start happening and happening in our lives. So let's get into Psalm 19, verse 14. Hope you've still got it there. Psalm 19, verse 14. Let the words of my mouth, the things I say, and the meditation of my heart, the things that I'm thinking about, be acceptable in your sight, O Lord. I'm so challenged. What am I meditating about? What am I thinking about? What am I talking about? What am I saying to myself? When I look in the mirror, what am I thinking? Do I look and say, God, wow, there's so much more for me. I'm so excited. Let's step into this new era. Or am I looking in the mirror and going, oh, oh, I'm tired. Oh, it's been a tough year. As opposed to, come on, let's get into it. Let's go for it. You know, and I think our thinking just so limits where we're going. You know, the other thing that I'm starting to realize is the generation younger than me, they've always got these earphones in the ears. You know why I think they've always got the earphones in the ears? You know, because they don't like silence. You know why they don't like silence? Because in the silence you hear your own thoughts. You hear your own self-talk. And, you know, we get fed neg negativity from the day we're born. And if we don't change that thinking, that's the self-talk. So the younger generation, they don't want to hear what they're saying. They don't like the silence. But we need to change our thinking because that thinking is leading somewhere. But I'm not just telling you that, and the Bible's not just telling you that. Science is now saying it. In this article here that I've got, it's actually much bigger than it looks but that, what they've actually found, they've looked into your power of your thought life. And they're saying that what they've found is that you can change the fate of your cells by altering your thoughts. By changing your perceptions, your mind can alter the activity of your genes. It can either make you sick or make you well. One doctor says in the study, the function of the mind is to create alignment between our beliefs or what we think and the reality we experience. This means that our mind will adjust the body's biology to what we think or expect so that our behavior fits our beliefs. If you've been told by the doctors that you'll die in six months and your mind believes it, you may be saying, no, no, I don't want to die, but your mind is going, well, the doctors said it's probably going to happen. What they say is you most likely will die in six months. But the opposite is also true. If you go, no, the Bible says this, that by my stripes I'm healed, then I know that God is able. If we step into that and actually believe it and think it, then what science is now saying is we'll get better. The science is now backing what Scripture has been saying for years. It's not just in health, though, right throughout life, whether we succeed or fail. Neuroscientists are now saying that our subconscious, what we really believe and think, the self-talk that we hear when no one's around controls 95% of our lives. That's massive. And yet the Bible's been saying this for centuries. Church, there's some power in this. And if we're going to step into a new era, we're going to step into a new destiny, a new reality, we've got to change up here. We've got to change our thinking. Listen to what Richie McCaw even says about the power of self-talk. It doesn't matter how tired you are, you just have to keep getting up. Your body will do what your mind tells it to. 
Pain is temporary. Pride is permanent. See, our thought life isn't going to change overnight. But with God's help, we can change. God wants us to change. Individually and corporately. Romans 12 verse 2 says, Don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you. Let God transform you. How? By changing the way you think. By changing the way you think. If we, if you and I are going to embrace a new era, we have to change the way we think. God wants to help us. And that really starts with us actually coming to God, not here in the service, but while we're at home, saying, God, help me. God, I'm thinking the wrong things. I'm saying the wrong things. I'm believing the wrong things. You know, for some of you, you've been fed lies about yourself for years and years and years, and you need to change it. God wants you to get rid of that wrong self-talk and start believing what he's been saying about you, that you are more than a conqueror, that you are above and not belief, that you are the head and not the tail, that we can do all things. But we have to start believing it, church. And if you don't, then you can't step into this new era because we'll be stepping here going forward and you'll be going, what's going on? See, because our thought life limits. It actually limits what God can do. He's wanting. He's got so much more. Which also leads to another key. You've got to know your Bible. If you don't know the word, you can't change the wrong thinking. You can't change the negative self-talk. You've got to know what God says in here. Another thing, 2 Corinthians 10 verse 5 gives us a massive key. Bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of Christ. The captivity, that's grabbing the thought, the wrong thinking, putting it in prison, putting it in captivity and leaving it there. But you can't just leave it there. You've got to replace it. You've got to replace that wrong thought with the right thought. You've got to find the right thought. You've got to find the right thinking in here and get it into you. You know, I'm really, if I'm going to be really honest, I really struggle with this. I, my brain hardly ever shuts off. My thinking, I, I talk to myself a lot, too much. Actually, somebody texted me during the service and they said, they said this, they, they talk to themselves a lot. It's the only intelligent conversation they can get. But I'm not, I'm not saying that, but I think probably way too much. And I hear new ideas in my immediate, like honestly, less than a second. I'm already thinking of the reasons why it can't happen. That's wrong thinking, church. I need to change that. And I am. I, I can sense God really changing and saying, actually, when there's a new idea coming up, it's like, cool, let's go with it. Let's see how we can do this together. Let's pray and ask God for a real strategy on seeing how we can make that happen. Honestly, I'm thinking to myself, two campuses in 2016, that's crazy. Natural mind, crazy. Spirit thinking, let's go for it, church. This is exciting. We're going to do it together. Now, I don't know how, but I know God. You know, and that's the change in thinking. But also not just like things, it's about you know, I get home from work or something's happened and I start thinking ne- negative thoughts, I start having doubts. You know, you've got to grab those and throw them away because you know where they're from? Best case, they're from your natural man. Worst case, they're from the devil himself. And if we allow that thought to sink in, we start believing it and from there it becomes a reality. That's why we need to deal with our thought life. We need to change it. You know, and if we don't change, it's going to affect not just our health, but our relationships, our future, our work, and ultimately our destiny. Now, I want to go back to slide five for a moment. I, I want you to see this again. Where does it all start? 
Watch your thoughts because they become words. Your thoughts and the words you're saying, watch them. Because see where it goes, it goes and becomes your destiny. Church, God is saying something so clear to us. We all talk to ourselves, whether we like to admit it or not. What we say, and more importantly, what we believe, has a significant impact on our lives. Our self-talk has an effect. Not may have an effect, has an effect, church, on our health, on our work, on our success, and ultimately our destiny. I want to ask if the musicians could come. See, here on the slide sums this whole message up. A new era equals new thinking, which in turn leads to a new language or new speech, and then takes us all into a brighter future or destiny that God has got for each one of us. See, God is so much more for us. The Bible and our science all tells us to watch what we say to ourselves. Our challenge is Psalm 19 verse 14. Let the conversations we have and the things we think about and believe about ourselves not only be acceptable to the Lord, but be in alignment with the new era. Be in alignment with what God is saying. See, if we can do this, not only will we see expansion and breakthroughs happening here in church, but we will see it in our personal lives. Man, it would be great if we could all embrace what God has got for us. You know, then we won't just have an exciting year. We will have an exciting new era that we will never be the same again because that is what God has got for you. That is what God has got for me. Man, I'm so excited about it. I hope you are too. Amen.